Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Well, it's a pleasure to have a gentleman. I've never talked about this subject before. I don't know why. It's it's very interesting. And uh, the gentleman is George Papp. And uh, he is a master when it comes to uh, all of the things you never knew about outhouses. In fact, uh, George has crafted the best outhouses this side of the 19th century. So it says, hi, George. Well, good afternoon, Stu. Um I'm glad to be on your show. And one um, little correction. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually George Papp Sr. And my son is very generous in giving me uh, all the credit for this outhouse stuff, uh, just so people don't get us mixed up. Okay, but you're <laughs> both into it. Well, he, he gives me all the credit. All right. It says here you're a grumpy old man. You don't sound that way, huh? Oh. Okay, well we'll, <laughs> we'll let that go. Outhouse Americana. Now, do you do you build outhouses with your son or? No, I uh, first of all I don't do it with my son. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just didn't want our names to get mixed up. He's he's actually uh, uh, you know made a name for himself with other things. Um, however, I do uh, having uh, crafting uh, and restoring. And giving talks on outhouses since prior to the turn of the century, uh, it's been a, a great hobby. And you know, when I do something, I normally make sure I do the right research to make sure I do it right. Uh, it's just not a matter of just slapping together a few boards and then sitting on a board with a hole in it. Mm-hmm. No, outhouse building is a lot more than that. Uh, outhouse building involves, uh, you know, folklore. It involves, um, you know, history. Uh, you know, if, if you want to do it right. It requires uh, a lot, a lot more work, and, and believe it or not, an intensive uh, study because uh, we can learn a lot about the past uh, if we just study well, some of the more mundane things, you know, that were done. You know, George, I when when I hear uh, outhouses about outhouses, we think of those those boy kids today don't know how bad it was in the middle of the night. It's Ten below zero, and where do you have to go? When you have to go, you go outside into the outhouse, and you freeze your bippy, and uh, everybody goes, oh, I can't believe that uh, we went through that. So do they still have outhouses? Well, there there are still outhouses. However, I do want to correct you on that uh, misconception, and that's, you know, that's one of the um, uh, situations we think in terms of um, our generalities today. Mm-hmm. But back in the old days, uh, let's face it, uh, they weren't dumb. Uh, uh, people back then were pretty smart. And when the weather was bad, they generally used chamber pots. Uh, there was no reason to send a child out uh, unless you were punishing them. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. All right. That's uh, that's a little folklore there. So yeah. they had other methods of uh, getting that done in the middle of the night. Now, as far as uh, people using outhouses today, well, that's all I build. I build real working outhouses. And what type of person buys them? Oh, people with gardens, people with big mm-hmm. yards, children, people that give parties, uh, survivalists. A lot of people uh, up in Vermont um, have survival camps up there, and, and quite a few outhouses went up there. And uh, people that have camps uh, otherwise, and, and the list goes on and on. It's surprising, and I was totally floored as to how many people, um, you know, really want a working outhouse out there. 
So when you you build it and it stays there forever, and it's not like is it like a potter potty when you go to a big event? No, um, porta potty. I think more uh, of a commercial type thing. This is uh, mm-hmm. an actually an old fashioned type structure. I, I build them, you know, in the uh, in the old Americana uh, tradition, and um, there you could have them so that. Uh, the outhouse uh, actually rests over a pit, you know, the traditional way. Or I can uh, also um, craft it so that y- you have uh, you can clean it out. Uh, not not the pit, but you have a little uh, collection bag or collection bucket and uh, clean it up periodically, which is pretty much what happened uh, in the old days. You know, they used to have um, what they call night soil men. Uh, that would come by in the middle of the night and empty out your uh, outhouse. Um, and, th- and these guys were, were, were pretty great. Uh, uh, basically, they were like the recyclers of today. Uh, today, uh, you take your electronics uh, and you bring it to the dump, and uh, what happens there, you don't know. But you have people that actually pay to take that stuff away, and they, uh, they take uh, the electronics. Uh, the, uh, there were uh, minerals, elements, whatever, in there, and they resell it. And that's what these um, night soil men did. Uh, they basically took your uh, waste and actually sold it to um, companies that needed. They didn't want to waste it. They didn't want to waste it, and it was used to make um, ammunition. Uh, wow. Uh, actually, bakeries uh, use urine. Uh, people don't realize that. Well, that's it for me in bakeries. <laughs> and there are a lot of commercial uses. So uh, these people really made out good. And even though it's a stinky job, kind of like uh, mm-hmm. pumping out septic tanks, uh, these folks really made out well. well I, can't leave it, I can't leave it at that. What good does urine do for bakeries? Okay, actually, it's... Um, it's a yeast enhancer, and, and I found that out quite by accident. You know, when I when my wife was was still with me, um, uh, you have to excuse me for a moment. Um, you know, we would take trips, and uh, we wound up, um, you know, going stopping at a country um, market once, and you know, buying uh, some rolls with cold cuts. And as I'm driving along, she of course is reading the ingredients. One of the ingredients was urine. Um, That's when I would have driven off the road. <laughs> uh, but I thought, gee, you know, maybe it's just something else, you know, and not really what we consider urine. So I, I asked my uh, uh, college professor, I said, you know, uh, uh, is this what it is? And she said, yes. And, and then basically doing the research, it actually is a yeast enhancer. It doesn't take much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever you take in uh, really, you know, is negligible. It just helps the baking process. And, and of course, you, you'll also see it as an agreement, uh, ingredient in um, uh, shampoos and such. I could, so I could live with shampoo a little bit, but I don't know about the other thing. So <laughs> do they, does this still go on today, or is that something they used to do in the past? People come in and take your waste away? Well, uh, people taking the waste away, uh, well, you, like I say, they do that with the septic tanks. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as uh, the outhouses go, uh, nowadays, um, 
technically there aren't any nights that are meant for the uh, outhouses these days. And, um, you know, quite frankly, most people stick it over a pit. And, uh, and actually, it doesn't uh, fill up that quickly. Uh, you know, between uh, decomposition and stuff, uh, a pit can last a long time, depending on how deep you make it. Yeah, so there's no flusher. It's just a, an old-fashioned d- dug hole. <laughs> It's a, it's a dug hole, and yeah. it's, uh, it, you know if you go on my website, uh, you get tips on how to dig it. So it's a, it's a nice, mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, so it's done properly. Yeah, I can dig it. Uh, let's let's. I have a caller here. Mm-hmm. Do you have a question for George? Yes, do I have a question? Now, you know, all my life, sir, I I'm 62, and I remember pictures, movies. What's the reason for that crescent moon always on the door? On a, on a on an outhouse. That's a good question. Thank you. It's a half moon on the out outhouse. Well, what's the reason for that, George? Well, that seems to be the most controversial issue on the outhouse. Uh, when you come down to it, in all my research, um, it, it is when properly put on the door. And this goes years ago when um, the old farmers were, were pretty frugal people, and they weren't going to waste a lot of money on the outhouse. So what they did was they put in a little um, cutout shaped like a crescent that you could stick your fist through. And uh, and they also uh, used uh, old uh, leather uh, for hinges. Uh, so that's basically the reason you have that. You, you hear a lot of other stories which are totally, totally uh, off the wall. And uh, if you had a lot more time, I could explain why they're wrong. But uh, no... Um, no outhouse builder worth his salt would ever use that for a vent or for lighting mm-hmm. at all. Uh, and also, um, why do they put it on today? Uh, it's, now it's more of a decoration, you know, because you have the uh, resources to use hardware. And if you look at uh, garage doors these days, a lot of people are putting on uh, hardware on these garage doors to make it look like they open the old way, you know, they open out rather than up. And, um, you know, and if someone puts a uh, a crescent on these days, particularly if it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a big flourish on there. That's it, all it is is a decoration now, and I and I have and I have seen uh, evidence of um, uh, the crescent on outhouse doors in some of my restorations. I guess it's nostalgic to see that. Let me take another question. Hi, you have a question for George? Hi, Stu. Yes, sir. How you doing? I I got the AM back. Oh, you did? You found it in your car? Yeah, you know, I found it on the source list. Okay, see? Okay, then you're just in time to hear a little talk on outhouses. Oh. Okay. Okay, okay. so anyways, I got it back, Stu. I'm Uh, very thankful. Glad to hear that. Thanks. Gentleman uh, was not getting AM on his car, and uh, that was disconcerting. Mm. So uh, some of the uh, stories that we've heard that are bogus or... Some of the things you said. Now, when did this all start? Five hundred years ago, or something? Well, how long have people been going to the bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm more or less, you know, uh, concerned about you know the good old American outhouse uh, mm-hmm. and, and Americana aspect of it. And um, and again, I you know I give talks, and these talks uh, people spread out to. Uh, an enormous period of time, you know. Uh, there's no such thing as a short talk on outhouses, but Amer- the American outhouse. Uh, but um, we'll go back to colonial times. The oldest outhouse that I know 
um, locally is, a t- is a part of a yard where the house goes back to 1738. So do they have any where it says George Washington sat here or anything like that? or? Well, actually, George Washington wasn't far from it. You, you had um, mm-hmm. Rochambeau's troops going through Connecticut, and mm-hmm. he had a band of Hoosiers that uh, did the uh, southern flank. And they actually uh, camped not far from there, out by the Salmon River. And, um, you know, and when I look at that outhouse, I think, boy, uh, that outhouse really saw a lot of history go by. It's possible that Washington could have gone by it, uh, but also we know that uh, Rochambeau's those uh, Hoosiers uh, actually went by it. They, they probably didn't use it, you know, because now oh, you're a bunch of soldiers, you know, what the hell do you need an outhouse for? Yeah, I guess the boys, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's when it all started, generally speaking. And uh, I have another question from a listener for you. Hi, W-I-C-H, hi. Hi, Stu. Hey, George. I got two quick questions. Hey, it's George. Kevin, George. Yeah. <laughs> um... George, I read something in the United States Census, and I think it was 2010, I don't think it was 2020. Anyway, it said that one million households approximately still use uh, outhouses, and I was curious if you felt that was correct. The second question, George, what about uh, decorating and painting outhouses? Are there any interesting stories about people dressing up their outhouse to make it look like a rocket ship or or anything like that. All right. Thanks, Kev. Decorating outhouses and uh, making it look like a rocket ship, things like that. Do you get that? Uh, yeah, I understand that. Uh, well, first of all, um, uh, with the uh, first question, um, I'm sure there are a million uh, in use. Uh, you know, I'm not the only uh, outhouse builder. There's a guy named Gerald Young over in Pulaski, Tennessee. He makes outhouses also, uh, but he's not as into, you know, um, you know, the restoration and, and other effects uh, regarding the outhouse. Uh, his is more more rustic than mine, and uh, and he does a good job. You know, I keep in touch with him, and uh, uh, you know, he's the only other one that I know that uh, that does an honest job building these. Now, in regards to uh, decorating them, um, although that, that's a big subject, uh, first of all, the, the outhouse itself, in the old days, you always had the women going in there, you know, taking wallpaper that's left over from uh, uh, decorating the house and, um, you know, making sure it's uh, pretty nice and pretty inside. You know, the women always did that, and, you know, and then they kept it uh, clean. And, and uh Boy, do I miss my wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When I died, my uh, my in-house uh, kind of um, changed its uh, its tone a little bit. Uh, not it, that I'm a total me- slob. Is it messy? It's messy, George, huh? Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I'm just a partial slob, that's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as uh, decorating them uh, any other way, like making them look like spaceships and stuff, um, I know there's a company in Connecticut that... Uh, that makes uh, commercial grade uh, outhouses. I forget what the name of it is. There, it's not the type of uh, company that approaches outhouse building like I do. Uh, but but I understand they rent them out and they and they make them um, you, you know to real fancy looking buildings. Um, and you know and that does exist out there. I don't do that. You don't do the biggies. Hmm? No, I basically. Uh, I stay true to Americana, mm-hmm. and uh, 
when someone wants an outhouse for me, I just sit down with them and uh, decide what their needs are. And You sit down outside of it, yeah. Yeah, outside. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me, uh, another question for you here. Hi, WICH, a question for George? Um, yeah, it's not really a question, but um, Italians use uh, this as a slang word to say bathroom. Um, my father grew up with an outhouse, and he always used to, when we called it the bathroom, he called it the baccausa. And it is really an Italian slang word. It does not mean bathroom if you look it up. But I said, well, I don't understand. What's that mean, the baccausa? He said, because the outhouse was in the back of the house. The backhouse. Oh, backhouse. Backhouse. And if anybody knows anyone that's Italian, you ask them, how do you say bathroom? It's not real. It's bagno, you know, but it, you look it up and it's hysterical. So if anybody else uh, knows that slang, and I don't know if this guy does, but I think it was just humorous. I just wanted to add okay. that. <laughs> Thank you. So you learned something today, George, or did you know that one? Well, backhouse is a traditional name for an outhouse. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I can understand that. I was raised in the south end of Hartford. And, um, and there are a lot of other names, like Kaibo. Uh, in fact, my uh, radio call sign is K-E-1-Y-B-O. And where did I get Kaibo from? It's the name of uh, coffee that was popular back then. Because what people uh, would do is they would take coffee cans and use that uh, uh, for uh, holding their lime. Because you always had to uh, put lime, scatter lime into the pit after you used it. And uh, not only uh, Kaibo coffee, but you also had uh, White House coffee. You had Folgers, Shock Full of Nuts, uh, <laughs> uh, Maxwell House, you name it. And the outhouse would actually take the name of a, a coffee sometimes. Uh, but really? it's an interesting thing with Kaibo coffee, which was uh, a first national store brand. Uh, some youngster um, is credited with, with sitting um, in the uh, uh, privy uh, uh and just thinking about uh, the Cairo coffee can, he, and he had an epiphany. He said, oh, I know what that means. It means K means keep, Y means your, B means bowels, and O means open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so some outhouses are named after coffee, you said? Uh, after coffee, because mm-hmm. of the uh, coffee cans. Could be like good, to the, good, to the, uh, good to the last drop, kind of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have another question for you, George. Here. Hi, WICH. Yes, two questions. Um, one, is it legal zoning-wise to have one of them, or is it just purely restoration? Number two, burning question. What did they use for TP? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Okay. Okay, thanks. Uh, you have to have all kinds of licensing uh, to get one of those put in, and... Uh, I guess they didn't hadn't invented toilet paper in the early days. Okay, uh, well, those are good questions, uh, very much so. Uh, as far as uh, the legalities of it, um, there are certain statewide laws, uh, and basically there aren't much. Uh, for one thing, uh, the bottom of the pit has to be at least 18 inches above the, um, the bedrock. That's a health issue because the effluent could travel across the bed- bedrock if you didn't do that. The um, uh, outhouse has to be screened, uh, you know, to make it, well, to keep pests out, really. And then the other item uh, is uh, lime. You have to sprinkle lime into the pit when you're done. Uh, those are the three major rules. Now, there may be local health ordinances 
um, that apply, but um, I, I know of um, another. Now, as far as uh, uh, TP goes, yeah, that uh, that's a blessing. It came out in the late 1800s, and uh, and there is quite a story about that. Um, but even today, uh, there are a lot of alternatives to that. Prior to the TP, they would use old rags or uh, you know whatever they can get their um, their hands on. <laughs> uh, oh boy, what a terrible phrase! Uh, but <laughs> yeah, just all these things flashed in my mind. But go ahead. <laughs> yes, um, corn cobs uh, were very popular. Of course, in an area like Connecticut, uh, you know, you, you don't have uh, an unlimited supply of corn cobs, but they did use it, and they actually use it today. And I, I didn't realize uh, that fact and, um, until I was um, well. I, I have. Uh, a program uh, at the uh, Guilford, Vermont Fair. I'm there every year, and I'll be there the rest of my life, uh, providing outhouse information. Mm -hmm. And um, I had someone come in from the um, Midwest, uh, and uh, and I was just curious, you know, did, uh, you know, she was from the Nebraska, and uh, we talked about uh, this particular uh, subject, and. And she said, yes, we still use corn cobs out there, you know, particularly on the fields, you know, because, well, I don't know if you've ever driven through the Midwest uh, during uh, uh, the, the uh, end of summer, but you're just surrounded by walls of uh, corn stalks. So it makes perfect sense. And, it's, uh, you know, not only does it work well, you know, not only do they still use it, but it's biodegradable. So who can argue with that? Hmm. George Papp is with us, uh, George Papp Sr. Uh, he uh, builds outhouses, in case you tuned in late, WICHAM and FM. George, we'll be right back. Take some more calls for you. Stay with us. George Papp Sr. is a crafter of outhouses. So, George, um, there are two-story outhouses, are there? Yes, there are two-story outhouses, and um, you see them in the various publications. Uh, there are various reasons for that. I guess uh, one of them that I uh, read about is actually uh, in an area that uh, gets a lot of snow. And another area uh, was a hotel, and it was just more convenient to do it that way. Now you might say, well, um, if there's two stories, uh, does a guy down below have to, uh, well, you know, mm-hmm. have an umbrella or something? Get the brunt of it, yeah. Uh, but, but no, the uh, the seats are offset, and of course everything mm-hmm. is uh, is closed in, so so you don't have to worry about that. But you only just do the single story. I haven't had any uh, uh, two story uh, requests yet, but I'll do anything if, uh, yeah. if a customer really wants uh, something like that. I think you can do it. I yeah. know you can do it. Hi, WICH. You have a question for George? Hi. Hi. Um. I just wanted to mention that in the old days when we had an outhouse, I was brought up on a farm, uh, we had catalogs. I was surprised that nobody, you know, other people had other uh, means of uh, wiping. Catalogs, huh? Sears and Montgomery Ward. Well, you couldn't wait when they came in, huh? Yeah. So you just crinkle up the paper to make it soft, you know, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I guess you had to improvise, certainly. Right. Okay, that's all I wanted to mention. Thank you. Yep. Yes, uh, you, you know, that's correct. 
and um, and I failed to mention that because again that, that could be a, another um, a big subject here. But uh, the Sears Montgomery Ward and, and other catalogs were big then. In fact, the uh, the Sears catalog made uh, interesting reading uh, for the gentleman in there. Oh boy, did you ever see those girdle ads in there? Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, but uh, but they were great. They were really great until they went glossy, and uh, and oh. that created some problems. However, yeah, nowadays. Uh, particularly during election year, it's most satisfying to use uh, newspapers. Yeah, it's, it gets you aggravated, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me uh, let me ask you this: there, you have a uh, products information. You know, I was I went on to your website there, and uh, what are some of the products that people like to go with their outhouse besides catalogs? <laughs> Well, my, my uh, products are basically, the, you know, different types of uh, basic outhouses that I have. I have the rustic style, which uh, mm-hmm. uh, is probably the most popular and uh, one there is. Well, I've been building the Americana lately. Um, uh, the, the last few, uh, in fact, the ones that went up to Vermont, and actually Maine. Uh, someone picked one of those up, uh, took it to Maine last week. Um, is very popular. In fact, one one lady wanted a stained glass window on that one. That that's, that went up to Lake Champlain, and then uh, you know the Euro French style. Uh, in addition, I have you know um, a mailbox. If you ever go by my house, uh, you'll see uh, my mailbox is actually an, an outhouse, uh, mm-hmm. a tiny outhouse. The bar, the mailbox is on top, and you can have packages packages underneath. And, and one of my neighbors, uh, I built one for one of my neighbors. No, I also uh It's good in case the book. postman gets stuck, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. I my book, Outhouse Americana, it's only a one page book, you know, you figure uh, you know, that's all we could write was one page, but it's, it's a four inch wide uh book and the page is ten and a half feet long. And it fits nicely in a toilet paper holder. Mm-hmm, of course. My only recommendation that uh read it before you use it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Otherwise, you know, smoke gets in your eyes. Uh, so, George, um, Outhouse Americana. So, people will call you and say, as far away as maybe Canada or something like that, saying, "This is what I want for an outhouse," and then you deliver it. How does that work? Okay. Um, basically, they they call me, tell me, tell me what they want, and uh, and it's up to them to pick it up from my driveway. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I had someone call me from Canada just a couple of weeks ago. She uh, up by the Hudson Bay, and um, she uh, figured correctly that I couldn't, you know, um, get one up there for her. But uh, ever since uh, um, Canadian Magazine did a story on me, you'd be surprised at, uh, at the number of Canadians that uh, are really into outhouses. Uh, I, I really uh, uh, was floored. Uh, by the response I got from them. Oh, good. Good for you. That's great. So, um, so you make it there, and then uh, they pick it up. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it uh, most for the most part they fit. They they can actually um, uh, lean it back into a a full size pickup truck. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the larger ones, you know, they they do bring trailers, but um, again. Uh, and on very, very rare occasions, I can find someone to deliver it, but uh, you cannot uh, depend on that. What's one of the most unusual requests you've ever had? 
Uh, unusual requests. Um, well, I think the one that went up to Lake Champlain with the mm-hmm. stained glass window. and uh, Yeah, that seems unusual, yeah. And then also, uh, it was going to uh, retreat for women up there. And there were a lot of uh, uh, special uh, items, uh, you know, that she wanted in there that she thought would make things uh, healthier, uh, you know, and using the john. You know, what can I say, uh, you know, with the health crowd? Um, and I... I, I guess that would, that would probably be the mm-hmm. you know, more uh, unusual. So, George, I think the number one question people probably ask you is: um, is the health aspect of? Uh, and I know you kind of explained it earlier, but uh, do you have to clean it out every time, or how long uh, before you uh, need to start fresh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. Okay, well, well, if you have a lady in the house, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> okay. All right, you're in trouble for that one, George. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to keep my mouth shut here. <laughs> but I... Um, I guess that's the the main thing that people... That, gee, you know, how does it work? You know, four people waiting to get in and all that jazz. Uh, yeah, but I, I do, I do want to mention one thing, and, and this is something that's important. And very dear to my heart, you know that I now that I mentioned the, the lady of the house, I uh, um, I am an advocate for ovarian cancer awareness. Uh, mm-hmm. If I knew eight months earlier what I know now, my wife probably, excuse me, uh, would have lasted uh, mm-hmm. a bit longer. And so uh, I have a a video on YouTube saying men her. Ovarian cancer is your ovarian cancer, and I recommend that all men, all men, uh, get on the site and uh, and listen to it, uh, because with a woman and like all of us, when things go wrong with your body, it's like an old car. You know, you learn how to adjust to it. But if you have somebody else in the car with you, they'll say, "Oh my God!" You know, get, get to the garage immediately and get that fixed. Right. So, um, you know, that's one thing that. Uh, uh, I do want to mention, if you don't mind. And no, I don't mind at all, and I'm glad you, you did. It's very, very important. So how can, uh, just want to make it clear and easy for the listeners, how can we see this uh, video? Well, if you go on my um, my site, uh, on the um, About Our Charity uh, page, uh, you can actually click on, uh, on the YouTube video there. Okay, how do we get to your site? It's Outhouse Americana. Dot com. Well, that's easy. I like that. Or outhouserestoration.com. Okay. And then you'll see a, something, then you can click onto it. That's right. Well, that's a very nice public service thing that you're doing, and um, it's very important. I'm glad that you did get it in today. So are you working on anything now, or do you get back, uh, pardon the pun, do you get backed up with all these requests? Um... Well, actually, what I'm working on now is uh, is cleaning up from the last one I built. Uh-huh. Uh, I did have uh, someone that um, that wanted one done uh, with a strict deadline. Uh, at my age, I'm not going to take a strict deadline. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, because things happen, and uh, sometimes things will slow me down a bit. But um, you know, uh, 
Yeah, uh, that individual said that uh, he's going to be contacting me shortly as soon as I can get started on it uh, without a deadline. And there are uh, uh, two others that are, that are coming, uh, uh, two orders that are coming. And, uh, so, George, it's, uh, we, we have a few more minutes, but tell me some of the, uh, the, a little bit of the folklore that we've heard through the years, misconceptions, uh, things like that. Okay, well, basically, uh, you know, you have the, uh, the Crescent, which uh, I touched on briefly earlier. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and every time I read it, uh, all over the Internet and, and various books and stuff, they say, well, back in the old days when um, uh, folks, uh, you know, couldn't read and, and we were illiterate, uh, they needed this to uh, differentiate um, the outhouse and... The crescent moon meant uh, it was an outhouse for women because it represented Luna, the moon goddess. Now, now that's absurd on many levels. Mm. You know, nowadays we have uh, folks just walking around with their, with their plastic brains, you know, thumbing their little plastic brains here and staying occupied that way. Uh, what did they do in the old days? They read books. They, they weren't illiterate. Um, it, you assume these things and they're not true. They're, yeah. They're not true, and uh, and of course, you know, uh, you know, the young people were raised or brought up reading the Bible. Uh, you know, uh, not a quarter mile down the road was a one-room uh, schoolhouse. On the bottom of the hill where I lived was another one-room schoolhouse, uh, and um, they didn't farm all the time. They they're in there learning too. You know, so uh, I, I believe that the colonials are probably a whole lot more literate than people are today. In my honest opinion. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And I uh, yeah here's a here's a little joke. Uh, and, and and normally with my uh, talks and stuff, I do have uh, lots of bits of humor. But uh, you know things fall into the outhouse, and and you have people that uh, um, actually dig up old pits you know, to find whiskey bottles and stuff. Oh, boy, it's a treasure trove of whiskey bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, in this particular instance, I talk about um, Earl. who owns an orchard, orchard down the road, and he, he's walking by the outhouse, uh, and, he, and he sees Bud, you know, kind of poking around with a stick, trying to get, uh, you know, something out of the pit, I guess. And Earl says to Bud, you know, what, what are you doing? And Bud says, well, you know, I'm trying to get my jacket. It fell down a pit. Well, Earl says, you know, well, I'm a good boss. You know, don't worry about it. I'll get you a new jacket. Uh, Bud says, no, but you don't understand. We're coming up to lunchtime, and my sandwich is in the pocket. (laughs) Uh, So. Yeah, okay. Also, uh, beer. Then we'll have some donuts after. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also, beers like to um, scratch their backs, you know, on the outhouse. In the outhouse? Oh, yeah. You know, that's pretty much a well-known fact. And uh, but, but also, I, I talk about, um, I forget the young lady's name, but she's up in Minnesota. And, uh, you know, she, she's, she's inside doing what women do inside. And then, coincidentally, guys do also, I guess. And uh, the outhouse is shaking like crazy, you know, and... Um, well, she's a seasoned uh, young lady, and she realizes that the um, uh, boys 
you know, like to shake up the outhouse a bit just to scare the ladies and make them scream and stuff. Uh, but she was, you know, seasoned enough, you know, to not do anything, to not react, because she, she thought she knew what was going on. And finally, when the, when the shaking uh, stopped, um, she uh, went to open the door, and the door wouldn't open. Then she pushed and pushed with all her might, and she saw a line of fur. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh, there was a bear, uh, uh, a bear out there uh, actually uh, scratching his back. But, you know, she waited until the bear uh, decided to leave. But uh, I also touched on another subject where um, it was popular, particularly around Halloween. Uh, you know, like nowadays, people, uh, youngsters may take toilet paper and, and actually decorate the trees with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, um, a lot of the youngsters uh, would um, tip over outhouses. Uh, and, and today, uh, along the same lines, there are these guys that smash mailboxes. So uh, boys will be boys, youngsters will be youngsters. Hopefully nobody was in it at the time. So how sturdy are these? I mean, if you built one, are they easy? can a wind blow them over easily? Uh, mine are very sturdy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't use nails at all. all I, I use screws and I uh, mortise and tin them. And uh, I build them like uh, fine furniture, quite honestly. The um, average weight is about 500 pounds. Oh, Okay. Uh, they're not good. flimsy. They're, they're, they're made to last, and uh, all the ones that I've made going way back to the turn of the century and, and before uh, are, are still out there. Well, George, I have time for one more question, and before we do that, uh, if somebody is interested in having an outhouse uh, for their house out, uh, wh- who would they call you up, or how does that work? Uh, yes, yeah, so they didn't give me a call. Um, you know, first of all, all, all the information to get hold of me is on my website, uh, outhouseamericana.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it, it's not American, but Americana. Make sure you get that A behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't have access to the Internet, uh, you know, my, my phone number, uh, would you like that? Sure, why not? You've helped me out with an interesting show, and what's your phone number for that? Okay, 860 267 Oh, easy number. I'll keep it here. I'm going to take one more question. Uh, WICH, you have a question for George. Okay. Sorry about the silent treatment. So, my friend, I can't believe how fast this hour has gone, but I do appreciate you uh, hanging with us today. That's great. Great fun. Well, it was my pleasure, and and I always enjoy uh, talking about outhouses and educating and Perhaps uh, helping people look at outhouses in a new way. You actually give lectures, is that correct? Yeah. I do give lectures. I've give, given dozens and dozens of them to uh, historical societies, libraries, and the like, and also country fairs. All right, my friend. You're very unique, and I appreciate uh, talking with you. Be well. Thank you very much. You also. Thanks, George.